0: series today and it will probably take the rest of the summer. Matter um, I can almost guarantee you it will take the rest of the summer but I've been talking to folks from other churches and in a lot of different places and um, some of y'all may not realize the outreach that goes on from here. Um, we have people in multiple countries that uh, Tune in to us every week. Um, but, uh, but God's obviously doing something. And so the more I talk to people and uh, the more I see of, of, of what's going on, um, I believe we, we're living in a time when the body is going to have to op- the church is going to have to operate as the body of Christ like never before. She's going to have to be the bride of Christ. She's going to have to let her spiritual DNA show. And uh, I will probably do more teaching over the next several weeks than, than you uh, used to hear me teach. Um, but I believe there's some things that we need to get into. As you can see behind me, we're going to start talking about the gifts of the Spirit. Um, a lot of people that I've been talking to are from uh, quote-unquote Spirit-filled churches... And they don't even know they're spirit-filled. <laughs> or even what a spirit-filled church is. Well, what is a spirit-filled church? And first let me say this. When I say a spirit-filled church, that usually lands you somewhere in the realm of Pentecostals and Charismatics. Okay? But it shouldn't. Now, I'm not saying that other churches don't have the Holy Spirit. Let me say that again in case you missed it. This is not saying that other churches do not have the Holy Spirit operating in them right now. Uh, it, it doesn't mean that uh, other churches, even that they don't, aren't full of the Holy Spirit. When we say Spirit-filled churches, we're talking about churches that, that are, believe in some things that go on in the Holy Spirit. So I want to let you know right up front, we'll make a declaration. And before, let me ask you this. If you're here and you're visiting, welcome. Uh, If you're here and you're like, yeah, yeah. Um, Well, I don't know about all this. I'm I'm gonna ask you this. Give me till the end of this series before you make a decision. Because a lot of times we hear, oh well, you're always gonna talk about that crazy stuff. Come out on Wednesday nights, you'll see, I've been, I've been, started on Wednesday talking about, uh, this past Wednesday night we talked about, uh, the church on fire and what that should look like. Um, so just so you know about us, um, we do not believe that the gifts of the Spirit have ceased. We do not believe that the gifts of the Spirit have stopped. Now this is some declarations just to determine who we are, um. We do not believe that the gifts of the Spirit have ceased. Um, We we do not believe that the gifts of the Spirit are inactive. We do not believe that the gifts of the Spirit are for a chosen few. They're for every believer, from the youngest to the oldest. That every believer, uh, these should be on the screen, uh, whoever that is, Elizabeth. Uh, We believe. in the present day supernatural ministry of the Holy Spirit. Okay? Um, we do not believe that, it's, that the gifts of the Spirit are for a chosen few, that only a few can have them, and other people just wish they had it. Um, we do not believe that He is withholding His gifts from anyone. And so, what we're gonna look at over the next few weeks is the gifts of the Spirit. And, um, I think you'll learn something, but the, the purpose is to, to enable us, Sally, to operate the way that God intended for us to operate. Now if you got a Bible, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1. We will get to one of them hopefully today. <laughs> now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, look what he says here. I do not want you to be ignorant or unlearned or to have no knowledge of. He said, so concerning spiritual gifts, I want you to have an understanding of what they are. Surely that didn't change. His will for the church didn't say, okay, they understood what spiritual gifts were, but for the rest of you, eh, if you get it, good if you don't, Good or that when the, when the dark ages came and they, and they went so far as to chain Bibles to walls so that the people couldn't get them that they would not have an understanding of the word. So he says, now concerning spiritual gifts, brother, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols however you were led. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed, and no one that can say, uh, no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. So why should the church understand the gifts of the Spirit? Well, to destroy ignorance. That's the first thing he said. I don't want you to be unlearned. That's all that word means. It just simply means unlearned. and, and, I like the way Weymouth's translation of this says. He he says, God, he says, now concerning spiritual gifts, I want you to have a clear understanding. God wants you to have a clear understanding of spiritual gifts. And and so many in the church today, and I don't care what name you put on the door. I don't care. This is not a denominational thing. This is not a... Pentecostal thing it's not a charismatic thing this is a believer thing we all have the same Holy Spirit it doesn't matter if you call yourself Baptist it doesn't matter if you call yourself uh, uh, charismatic or Presbyterian or or Methodist it doesn't matter God doesn't care the Holy Spirit is there for everyone He said, so I want you to have a clear understanding. Folks, if God didn't want the church at Corinth to be ignorant of of spiritual gifts, why do we think that he wants the church of today to be ignorant of them? Why do we think that he would want the church of today not to have a clear understanding of spiritual gifts? Um, and, And here, somebody asked me one time, well, why do you all... And he, I knew what he was talking about. He lumped me and a whole group of thousands and thousands of people together. He says, well, why do you all believe in the gifts of the Spirit? My question to him was, well, why do you not? He said, well, I believe that they have ceased. I said, there's not one place in the Word of God, there's not one place in the Scripture that says that any of the gifts of the Spirit have Stopped. Now we're going to look at this over several weeks now and, and, and say, "Well, I just don't know if I can believe that. Well, it doesn't matter what you have problem accepting, what the word says is still what the word says." And he says, "I don't want you to be dumb about these things. I want you to have a clear understanding of what the spiritual gifts are. Go to verse four. There are diversities, that means different kinds. There are different kinds of gifts, diversities of gifts, but what same Spirit, and there are differences of ministries, but it's the same Lord, and there are diversities of activities, but it's the same God that what works in all. Well, I just don't believe all that's of God, but He says here in the Scripture that it, that He it is God who is at work in all of it. Yeah, but that's just kind of wild. But it's still God at work. We talked a little bit on Wednesday night. People say, well, I think all that stuff's strange. Do you know what Moses' reaction was when he saw the uh, bush on fire? He said, well, that's strange. (laughs) There's something about these manifestations that are meant to draw people into the presence of God. Moses saw that bush on fire, and he said, I think I'll go over and check that out. And so people start saying, well, I'm just afraid we're going to freak everybody out not if we everybody had a clear understanding Amen. and again this is not a denominational thing he says the gifts will come in different forms they'll be administered in different ways and just because we have a just like today we may, we had a great move of God in our, in, our, in our worship time don't look for that same thing next week because Holy Spirit may want to move different next week we have to be open to get into the river of his flow and to flow with what he's doing. And one week that might be, we ain't doing nothing but laying down on our face, soaking up the presence of God because we can't move. Another week, it may just be everybody's voices being loud. Another week, it may be somebody that, we have to be open to how he wants to move, not how we want to structure. It's too easy to fall into structure. Well, people say, well, you know, they've put out books in the past. Charismania. (laughs) That was was one. Uh, Folks, it's still in the Word. Um, Go to verse 7. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to who who is each one us everyone so the gifts of the Spirit aren't meant for the preachers it aren't meant for the leaders the apostles the prophets the evangelists the teachers the pastors the gifts of the Spirit the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one so he is not looking just to use me in our services he's looking to use you and not just in our services. He's looking to use you on the street. When you begin to walk by somebody, you should be open to how Holy Spirit wants to move you then. He, this is where we come together just to get pumped up. Out there is where ministry happens. Get your idea off the thought that behind this thing is where ministry happens. Ministry happens more out there. So he says here, But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one to profit all. Y'all okay? i sit down, all right? He said, it's a manifestation of the Spirit. So anytime we, we, we get into this place where we're operating in the gifts of the Spirit, it's a manifestation of the Holy Spirit given to everyone. You included. Well, no, not me. Yes, you. A salvation's awake and alive in you. Gifts of the Spirit are awake and alive in you. Uh, and we've got to come to the point where we can't take for granted what the Holy Spirit is doing. And here's, 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 here's a problem with this, guys. What happens is, is people say, well, I want the gift of... or I got the gift of... or I get... I, So-and-so has the gift of, folks, it's, why in the world, especially if you're, if you're one who likes to pray, Lord, give me the gift of, give me the gift of, why in the world would you want to limit yourself to one gift? The gifts of the Spirit are meant to operate in your life. Which one? All of them. You're supposed to operate in all the gifts of the Spirit. You are supposed to operate. Well, how do I do that? Just be open to what Holy Spirit is doing. Be open. Be led by the Spirit. Listen to that voice on the inside of you that every one of you that's awakened to salvation has. He's leading you right now. And He wants you to be able to operate in all. Well, I want the gift. I want them all. You will hear this one time. If you hear it a hundred times, you'll hear it once in this series. Do you know what the best gift is? So you can tell some of them who's been through this class before. The best gift is the one needed at the time. It's the one needed at the time. If somebody needs one of the gifts of healings, they don't need to be to speak in tongues in their face. Come on. So, well, so-and-so's got the gift of tongues. Okay, what's that going to do when somebody over here needs healed? Be open for you to be led by the Holy Spirit to operate in one of the gifts that he chooses to use you in, and then you move forward in that, operating the way you should. Well, somebody says, well, so-and-so has the gift of, no, they don't they might be being used in that but it's not their gift come on it's not their gift it's his gift he's the giver it's his gifts but the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one you that what it said go back to that seven but the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one Why? For the profit of all. It's not your gift. It's not meant to draw attention to you. It's not meant for you to just walk around going, I've got the gift of. No, he wants to use you so that you can profit somebody else. The gifts of the Spirit are meant for you to be used by God as an instrument of God so that somebody else gets the benefit of the gift. Well... Well, I know too many people that benefit from the gifts. That's that's between them and God. And for me to go around saying, "Well, I've got the gift of this and I've got the gift of that," that's me saying this is my gift and I'll determine how I operate it. It's completely contrary to what that scripture says. But the manifestation is given to each one for the prophet. Of all. Verse (laughs) 8. For to one is given a word of knowledge, word of wisdom through the Spirit. To another, the word of knowledge through the Spirit. Through the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healings. Well, I've got the gift of healing. Ain't no such thing. What's it say? that's a plural thing that means healing comes in multiple ways I'll tell you some good stories when we get there he said gifts of healings healings both of those words are plural there Um, to another different kinds of tongues to another the interpretation of tongues but the one and same spirit works in all these things distributing to each one individually somebody say that out loud as he wills that's why we can't expect our services to look the same how many of you get up in the same mood every day listen, I, I came to men's breakfast yesterday looked like a drug myself in here because I, I, I over I overslept, missed my uh, uh, alarm. I went home at 10 o'clock. I laid back down. I slept till 1.30. D finally wakes me up because we had some things to do. And I go and I, and we had, we, 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 we were looking at birthday stuff for Reese. And, uh, I was just standing in front of the cards. When well, we get home, and she picks up this card and reads it, she said, Britt, that's awful. I said, what are you talking about? She said, this card you bought. I said, I didn't buy a card. She said, you handed me this card. I don't even remember handing it. I said, no, I didn't. I don't remember handing it. I was in like such a lot. I, I didn't even want to move yesterday. You ever had those days? Yeah. But then there's other days, most days, I wake up ready to go, ready to face the world, you know. Now, why do we think, if we are made in God's image, that he doesn't change how he wants to move in any given moment? Today was great. I look for next week to be great too, but I look for it to be great different. So we can't say we want it this way. It has to be this way, and if it's not this way. Folks, I'm telling you, you want to be a supernatural believer, then you have to be open for the Holy Spirit to move in your life however he wants to move. And you're going to have to be open. And you're going to have to be open to get in the flow and to go with it. So let's break these down real quick. The nine gifts of the Spirit are broken down into three categories with three gifts in each category. Y'all okay this morning? I told you, we're just going to teach for a bit. The, the categories are, are these. The first one are the revelation gifts. These are the gifts that reveal something. Now, I forgot to tell you, if you want to follow along and you have your phones and you like the U version app, all of these notes are on the U version app. If you save it, you can save them forever. So the revelation gifts are the gifts that reveal something. What are they? They're the word of wisdom, word of knowledge, and discerning of spirits. Here, I'm going to make you mad right off the bat. You ready? Just grab your seats and white knuckle them. What does that last one say? Not discernment. You cannot find in the Bible anywhere where there is a gift of discernment. Just going to wait on that one well yes there is they always go to this it's discerning of spirits not discernment now what happens is we learn to discern and we learn to that, that, that's, that's something anybody can learn to do you say what do you mean discern you ever just went around certain individuals Ooh, this ain't a good person to be around that's discernment but discerning of spirits is something totally different. All right? Just throwing that out there. We'll get there again. And you'll be upset with me later too. So. <laughs> Find it. <laughs> so the revelation gifts are gifts that reveal something. Word of wisdom, word of knowledge, discerning of spirits. Next, we have uh, uh, the power gifts. These are gifts that actually will do something. Uh, these are the gifts that you that you'll see things where things are beginning to get done that you'll have the gift in this category you have the gift of faith you have working of miracles yes miracles you should be working miracles we should be working miracles we shouldn't have to travel all over the world to find a miracle preacher you have the gift of, of that's inside of you why cause the holy spirit lives in you Working of miracles, and then finally, after working of miracles, you have gifts of healings. So these are the gifts that do something, these are power gifts. And then finally, the last category is the one you'll see most often, uh, along with word of wisdom and word of knowledge, are the vocal gifts. These are gifts that say something. These are gifts that say something. In this, you have prophecy. You know, you can all prophesy, right? And Now, uh, there's a difference between the simple gift of prophecy and the office of a prophet. Office of a prophet is a whole different situation. We'll cover that. There's prophecy, there's different kind of tongues, and there's the interpretation of tongues. So that's the vocal gifts, and and, and it seems like a, a lot of Pentecostal churches get stuck right there they think tongues and they've had they've hit it we've reached the pinnacle and that's all there is I don't need no more and a lot of times that's how we judged our services well so and so started speaking in tongues we had a bunch of people at the altar and they prayed in tongues and oh that was a good service and the whole time it could have been the deadest dry service in the world because when they left there they didn't change try this over here when they left they didn't change they acted like they always acted, gossip like they always gossiped, was angry like they was always angry, backbit like they always backbit. But man, they had a good service. I wonder if God uses the same litmus test to judge our services like we would? Y'all breathe, man. Some of you eyeball, side eyeing me and everything. Listen, we're gonna put some things in order my job (laughs) because I believe what God's getting ready to do is release a a time of supernatural that this world needs and if you're not ready for it it's gonna run you over so today I want to start on the revelation gifts and so for the next three weeks this is what we're going to look at is the revelation gives and today we want to look at the word of wisdom and again I'm going to teach you more than I want to do anything so when we look at word of wisdom what is the word of wisdom the first thing we got to keep in is understanding God Paul here did not say to one is given wisdom or the gift of wisdom well I know so and so and they got the gift of wisdom no they don't <laughs> Come with me. Mark, I'm glad you're in the country, man. I'll look at Mark from now on today. It's not the gift of wisdom, folks. It's a word of wisdom. See, when we, if we try to dumb this down to just any old, well, so-and-so's got the gift of wisdom, and whenever I need a, how to handle something, I go to them. Well, then you're crazy. If you're trying to handle spiritual things by running to natural people. Now, are there people who are wise? Absolutely. But if we wanted to just take this down to just any gift of wisdom, then we could say anybody over a certain age has the gift, whether they're a believer or not, because they've learned how to navigate life after 70, 80 years. If it was just about learning how to navigate life, then it doesn't have to be a believer to have it. So it's something different. It can't be about natural wisdom. He's not talking about natural wisdom. Go to to Psalms 19. Psalms 19 verse 7. Everybody okay still? Well, you don't usually do this kind of stuff on Sunday, I know but I believe this church needs something different Psalms chapter 19 verse 7 the law of the Lord is perfect converting the soul the testimony of the Lord is sure making the wise simple so if we really want just wisdom in any area of our life where should we be going what's it say? the law of the, the word (laughs) we're out here trying to get wisdom from everything and I'm telling you that Bible that you hold by your bedside on your phone on your tablet whatever you use has the wisdom that you need to navigate life well I don't need the Bible that's funny Jesus did Satan come to Tim Tim and he said it is written He navigated a tough situation by using the Word of God. We're out here just trying to find somebody who's lived longer, and they're smarter, and I trust them. And I say, give me some of that wisdom, Phyllis. Well, the Word is what we should be dependent on. Come on. And it's the Word that has that wisdom. He said in Corinthians that it is a word of wisdom, not the gift of wisdom. God tells us here that we need to share or to fall upon the Word of God. Me, I had a phone call one time when I was a respiratory therapist, and they said, Brick, come downstairs or upstairs. I said, okay, so I ran upstairs. and They said, we got this woman on the phone, and she's got the gift of wisdom. And we all been letting her tell us some things well Holy Spirit says well you know what you got a hold of here I said yeah I know I said okay and I picked up the phone Linda and I said hello she went who gave you the phone I said well one of the nurses did well why did they give you the phone I said well they said you had a word or that you had a gift well you need to give one of them the phone back please I'm like, well, no, no, let's go. And She's like, no, no. See, what I had was a demon-influenced woman passing it off as, as a gift of the Spirit. And she wasn't doing nothing but trying to be a psychic. And they were all falling for her when the Holy Ghost got a hold of her, and I didn't do nothing. She wanted away from it. That is, listen, I'm nobody special. This is something all of us have on the inside of us. But she didn't have the gift of wisdom. That's all she was, was somebody. When I really want wisdom, natural wisdom, Galen, I can go to my word. And I'll find wise people. And I'll go to my parents who've lived longer than me. And I'll ask them. Or I'll go to Sally or I'll go to somebody and say hey give me some wisdom in this area but I'm not looking for you for a word of wisdom I'm looking for you just for some wisdom some naturalism but I'm gonna start with the word go to James chapter 1 <sighs> James chapter 1 verse 5 if any of you lacks wisdom I'll give you time to get there James 1 5 if any of you lacks wisdom What are we supposed to do? Let him ask of God. Well, imagine that. I'm not running to anybody. I'm just going to God. That saved me a lot of work. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all men how? He'll give you all the wisdom you want. He'll give you all the wisdom. God, I need to know how to get out of a situation. He'll give you the wisdom to navigate life. Who, give it to all men, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. So if we lack natural wisdom, go to the Word, go to your Father. Then find a wise person. So what is Word of Wisdom? It's a word. What is a word? If I, if I give you a sentence here, what is a word? If I say here's a sentence and I circle what is that word compared to that sentence? It's a part, he says. It's a small part. It's a glimpse into the full meaning. The word of wisdom is simply a glimpse into the spiritual realm and the wisdom that God has that is beyond what mankind is capable of. That's a word of wisdom. When you operate in a word of wisdom, well, who? It's not just for the preachers. It's not for the pastors, the teachers, the evangelists, the prophets. It's not for the elders. It's not for anybody like that. It's for everyone. When you operate in a word of wisdom, God is giving you a glimpse into his wisdom. Why? Because you can't hold it all. (laughs) So he's giving you a glimpse into his wisdom that is beyond what mankind is capable of in other words there's no way you should have known that there's no way you should have an idea about this here's another thing you need to remember about word of wisdom word of wisdom will all, usually always deal with future here you ready cause next week we're gonna look at word of knowledge knowledge is what you have wisdom is what you're looking for in the future so wisdom it will always deal with something in the future a word of wisdom will often reveal where a person is in their life or or, or the outcome I should say of a certain situation or an issue that that person is involved in you say why are you teaching this because you need to know this quit dragging people in and say oh you need to go talk to the pastor not that I won't talk to them I love it okay but why, why, why are, do you somehow think that I have something that you don't? This is inside of you right now. All you spirit-filled believers, this is inside of you right now. The Word of Wisdom. Why? Because Holy Spirit's in you. And he is the giver of the gifts. He manifests these gifts. And so you should be able to operate in them. Well, how? Just be open. There's no magic key. You turn it in and start the car. Just be open. So, will you bring that last one back up, please, Elizabeth? A word of wisdom will often reveal to a person the outcome of a certain situation that another is involved in. Anybody ever heard of Robert Tom? He's a guy from South Africa. I met his son years ago named Drummond Tom. Robert Tom wrote a book called The New Wine Is Better. Anybody in here got it? Because I know I've suggested it to several of you. Well, in his book, he's telling the story of his father. He said this, this businessman in Ohio came and got him and said, look, I've got an opportunity to buy some land. Will you come and just tell me what you think of the land? Well, he says when the man took him out to the land, he got out, he overlooked the land, and all of a sudden the Lord showed him a highway coming through this land. And he began to tell him, he said, okay, buy the land. he said, there's going to be a highway coming through. Who's going to buy a bunch of this land up? You're going to make your money back and more. He said, there will be gas stations, Hotels, and I see an amusement park right here. Buy the land; it'll make you rich. So the man bought the land. Then there was a uh, a company out of New York, you know, Coney Island, come by and said, "We want to put up an amusement park here in Ohio." See, we know it as Kings Island. And King's Island happened because one man bid it, bought it, because another man said, "I see this on this property." What was it? It was a glimpse into the wisdom of God that he would have had no knowledge of. And by his obedience of buying that, he made himself multiple, multiple millions of dollars off of just buying one piece of land. <laughs> what you have when we operate in the word. now remember the manifestation is given to each one to profit who somebody else I want to go I want some of that then let somebody else minister to you the word of wisdom is is a manifestation of the spirit in Sally to prophet Sheila God gives Sally a glimpse of his wisdom of what he contains about her outcome of a situation that she's in and God gives, well how in the world do you know this? I was preaching at a church in Tennessee one time and uh, some people had heard about me, and they said this crazy guy's coming to our church, you ought to come check him out. And so they did. And uh, we were driving over there and all of a sudden the Lord started telling me and I told them, he said, there's a lady in this kind of clothes and my nieces were in the back going, He's a nut. I said, she's got this on, and her husband's got this on, and God's going to talk to them about a legal issue that they've got going on. What was that? I had no eye knowledge of it. So we're in church. They came <laughs> as visitors, I think, Bob, or they were part-time comers or whatever, Man, I just called him out and said, you're going through something, it's legal, and here's what God says about it. I get a call two weeks later that it worked out exactly like that. I'm nobody special. I'm just a person who wants to follow God. You're people who want to follow God. Be listening for God to use you to speak into somebody's life. And it doesn't matter if you're in Walmart, if you're at Sheets, or if you're in the church. We think these things only happen in the church. They're meant to happen out there. You're ministers out there. You're spirit-filled out there. You're not just spirit-filled in here. So it's a glimpse. Are you still with me? It's a glimpse into the wisdom that God has. Let's look at some examples. Go to Acts chapter 9. Let me tell you this about words of wisdom before you get there or while you're going there. They can be conditional. We're going to look at that in a few minutes. They're not always set in stone. That's why I used to tell people all the time in the word he'd say if you do this then this that's conditional that means if you don't do that Deb that doesn't happen Acts chapter 9 verse 10 now there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias and to him the Lord said in a vision Ananias and he said here am I Lord and so the Lord said to him arise and go to the street called straight and inquire of a, uh, uh, at the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus, for behold, he's praying. Now here's where it, gets, it, it tickles me that people think this is where Saul turned into Paul and got saved. Saul was already transformed. How do we know? He's praying. Come on. <laughs> I'll show you some more in a minute. Now, he said, so here we see a, one, uh, an example of a word of wisdom. Why? It's a glimpse into the wisdom of God. But this particular verse is something else. So, uh, so, the Lord said to him, Arise and go to the street called Straight, and inquire at the house of Judas, for one called Saul of Tarsus, and behold, he, praying. he is praying. Verse uh, 12 and in a vision he has seen a man named Ananias coming and putting his hand on him so that he might receive his sight. What do we call that? It's a word of wisdom. Here Paul has a word of wisdom. How do you know? He said he saw a man, he even gave him his name, named Ananias coming and praying for him put his hand on him that he might receive his sight that's a word of wisdom why it's something that hadn't happened that is in the mind of God that there was no way he would have known verse 13 and Ananias answered Lord I have heard from many about this man how much harm he was done to your saints in Jerusalem and here he has authority from the chief priest to bind all that call on your name. But the Lord said, Go to him, for the Lord said, Go, for he is chosen vessel of mine. Again, what is this? It's a glimpse into the wisdom of God. It's a word, it's a glimpse. For he is a chosen a vessel of mine, for he must bear my name before the Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel. His future. For I will show him how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. Again, looking into that future from the wisdom that God already possesses. So it was revealed to Ananias that Paul was praying. He was waiting. He was shown where to go. He was shown whose house to go to. He was, imagine being so close to the Holy Spirit that we don't need Siri. or if you're an Android user, you don't need Google Maps. When he says turn right, we turn right. When he says turn left, we turn left. That he is leading us and guiding us to people who need what he has woken us up that morning with a word for. This is the purpose of the word of wisdom. Acts 21. I told you we're going to do teaching, but you promised me that you'd stay till the end of this series because you'll know more when you leave. <laughs> yeah. Acts twenty-one verse ten, and as they stayed many days, a certain prophet named Agabus came down from Judea, and when he had come to us, he took Paul's belt and bound his own hands and and feet, and said, "Thus says the Holy Spirit." What's he got? He's got a glimpse into the wisdom of God well he was a prophet okay but Ananias wasn't come on <laughs> he said so shall the Jews do at Jerusalem shall, Jews at Jerusalem buy the man who owns this belt and deliver him to the hands of the Gentiles what did he get here he got a word of wisdom that was a glimpse into what Paul's future held and the outcome of it look what happens though and when he heard these things both we and those who placed uh, uh, those from that place pleaded with him not to go up to Jerusalem and he answered what do you mean by weeping and breaking my heart for I am ready Paul was ready to take this he said hey this is what the word says this is what we do he said for I am ready not only to be bound but to die at Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus here we see Agabus was given a glimpse into Paul's future into the word this is a word of wisdom this is something that every believer can operate in well how do I turn it on just be open and when he gives it to you run with it but what if I get it wrong guess what somebody said that Say it again real loud what if I get it wrong You will. At some point, you'll get wrong. You'll go up to somebody and say, I think I got a word for you. And you'll give it to them. (laughs) That makes absolutely no sense. None whatsoever. No. You're like, I'm sorry, I missed it. But you know what I've seen that often happens? They'll come to me about a month later and say, Hey, you remember when you gave me that word? And I had no idea what you're talking. I said, "Yes." Yeah. You'll never believe what happened to me yesterday. There's also timing in these things. He gave Agabus a glimpse into what God knew, into that wisdom that only He had. Acts 27. These are just na- These are normal people, folks. Well, I don't believe we need this today. If it was necessary for the early church to spread the gospel by getting people's attention through supernatural means why in the world do we well let's just keep all this on the down low so people don't get scared and run away from us well and that's why I said it Wednesday and that's why the Christian church is on the decline because we have nothing special to offer anyone but I'm telling you what you let some supernatural things start happening on the street well, how do I learn what, what I get this how do I learn this stuff I've never been told this stuff just come to church <sighs> we're trying to fill it up by things happening in here it's supposed to be happening out there not in here and guess what I can't be everywhere but guess what you're all are in a lot of places where I'm not carrying the same Holy Ghost I got with the same anointing that I have I just have a different job Acts twenty-seven twenty-one. but after a long abstinence from food then Paul stood in the midst of them and said men you should have listened to me <laughs> and have not sailed from Crete and incurred this disaster and loss I now urge you to take heart for there will be no loss of life among you what is this how does he know this there's no way he can know this He got out on the boat storm came there's no way he can say we're not going to die out here he don't know that D and I laugh all the time when we hear people say I promise you we're going to do this you can't do that but I'm telling you what word of wisdom comes which is what Paul's operating in here there will be no loss of life among you but only the ship And there stood, and how do we know? He said, Paul says, For there stood by me this night an angel of God to whom I belong and to whom I serve, saying, What did he give him? He gave him a word. He didn't tell him the whole thing. He gave him a word You'll not die, just the ship. He said, Saying, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must be brought before Caesar. And indeed, God has granted to you all who sail with you. Therefore, take heart, men. I believe God that will be, it will be just as he told me. However, we must run the ship aground. It was a glimpse into the mind. Pastor, why are you teaching this? Why are we going into this? Because God is getting ready to use you. He wants to use you. Holy Spirit wants to use you. He wants to use me but we're not going to do it in here we're going to do it out there well what if they never come to the church does that mean that they don't deserve what God's got for them I don't care if they ever come to the church or not give them what God has for them give them that word be open listen uh, look, let's look at some conditional words go to 2nd Kings chapter 20 2nd Kings chapter 20 and in those days, Hezekiah was sick and near death. And Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, went to him and said to him, Thus saith the Lord, set your house in order, for you will die. Well, that's a fun word. Yeah. And not live. Well, how does Isaiah know this? Uh, Hezekiah, uh, how does Isaiah know this? He's getting a word, a glimpse into the wisdom of God. So verse 2 it's a word of not wisdom and when he turned his face toward the wall and prayed to the Lord saying remember now Lord I pray how I have walked before you in truth and with a loyal heart and have done what is good in your sight and Hezekiah wept bitterly and it happened before Isaiah had gotten into the middle court that the word the word of the Lord came to him saying return and tell Hezekiah the leader of my people thus saith the Lord God of David uh, Your father I have heard your prayer. So here's the word You're going to die. Get get yourself in order. Get your life in order. Get it together. You're dead. See you later Done with my job Before he gets out of uh, the king's court The king had turned around and said God I'm sorry please remember me and God stopped him what changed that word it was repentance his repentance changed that word of wisdom and God stopped him and gave him a new word of wisdom and said go back and tell Hezekiah uh, where was I at? I have seen your tears surely I will heal you on the third day you shall go up to the house of the Lord and I will add to your days 15 years so here's a brand how does Isaiah know this he's operating in a word he tells us the word of the Lord came to him and I will deliver you and uh, I'll add to your days 15 years I will deliver you and this day and this city sorry from the hand of the king of Assyria and I will defend this city for my own sake and for the sake of my servant David again That was a conditional word of wisdom. So what if God gives me a word and it doesn't happen like I talked about earlier? Maybe that word was conditional on them doing something. See, this is how this has all gotten twisted. We've seen people, well, so-and-so gave a word. This is why I don't believe this stuff. I've seen so-and-so give a word and it didn't happen. But what if there was instructions to that person that that person didn't follow? See, what changed that word for Hezekiah was his repentance. And in his repentance, a new word came. A lot of times, people aren't meeting the condition of the word that was given to them. And so it doesn't change. And we say, well, it didn't happen. And so let's just throw it all out. I want to leave you with a couple more set of scriptures. I hope you have a little bit better understanding of a word of wisdom. Me and Perry, Perry and I was talking about it this morning. He said he's talking about having friends who, well, I'll go to church with you as long as they don't start speaking in tongues and doing all this crazy wild stuff. But if people were ever taught and should have never, and, and I don't know why we quit teaching these things. These things are not strange and weird, it's, it's in the word it's in the Bible and we all have no problem with saying I believe the Bible well here's a good word of wisdom go to Jonah Jonah chapter 3 everybody remember the story of Jonah ended up where he didn't want to end up fish food but Jonah chapter 3 verse 4 And Jonah began to enter the city on the first day's walk. Then he cried out and said, Yet forty days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. That's a word. So the people of Nineveh believed God. They proclaimed a fast. They put on sackcloth and from the greatest to the least of them. The word came to the king of Nineveh, and he arose from his throne and laid aside his robe and covered himself in sackcloth and sat in ashes. And he caused it to be proclaimed and published throughout Nineveh by the decree of the king and his nobles, saying, let neither man nor beast nor herd nor flock taste anything and don't let them eat or drink water. But let man and beast be covered in sackcloth and cry mightily to God. Yes, let everyone turn from his evil way to the violence that is in, from the violence that is in his hands. Now look at verse nine. Who can tell if God will turn and relent and turn away from His fierce anger, so that we may not perish? I love verse ten here. And God saw their works. He saw that repentance. And they turned from their evil way, and God relented from the disaster that He had said He would bring upon them, and He did not do it. A conditional word. Disaster's coming. A word, they, they change. That word changes. And God didn't do it. Conditional words. So word of wisdom can be conditional. So just because you know somebody gave a word and it didn't happen, you don't know what the whole story was there. Maybe in some instruction to happen, they could have changed it. I want to leave you with one last thing. When one last thing is in Jonah 4, there's a lot going on in our world and in our country and there's a lot of craziness and there's been a whole lot of prophecies of doom gloom despair a whole lot of prophecies about people dying and being exposed and being overturned what if they repent How would you treat their repentance? Would you still be calling for their head? Because they don't line up exactly what you say they should line up with. Well, they're doomed straight to hell. Jonah chapter 4. And it displeased Jonah exceedingly and he became, he became angry because God wasn't going to destroy them. I honestly believe that there would be a lot of people who would become angry if the things that they have spoken about people don't come to pass because somebody decided to repent. So he prayed to the Lord, O Lord, was not this what you said when I was still in my country? Therefore, I fled previously to Tarshish, and I know that you are a gracious and merciful God, slow to anger and abundant loving kindness, the one who relents from doing harm. He said, he said that's why I didn't want to come here and give that word Lord I know what you would do I know you you love people you don't want harm to come to anyone it's not your will that any should perish but that all should come to eternal life but the problem is our attitude begins to look more like Jonah's. well God why aren't you crushing them Why aren't you destroying them? This just angers me, God. I want to sit over here under my little shade tree and pout. Mm. Therefore, O Lord, look what he said. He was so upset that at their repentance, he said, Lord, take my life from me. For it is better for me to die than to live over someone else's repentance. I'm going to challenge you in this room, get your head out of Washington and put your heart on the kingdom. Because we have somehow switched the two. And it's filled us like Jonah. Where we would repent if God didn't take him out. Where we would want to die ourselves if God didn't take him out. Therefore, O oh Lord, please take my life from me. For it is better for me to die than to live. Verse 4. Then the Lord said, Is it right for you to be angry? We've become consumed with the wrong set of rulers. People ask me all the time, Why don't you do this with this why don't you do this with this because I'm more concerned about the kingdom than I am about what's happening a few hundred miles from here because I know who I serve and I know how what his heart is for me I can't say what everybody else's heart is for me but I know he is folks I just That was a little extra. That was just something thrown in for fun. But a word of wisdom is a glimpse into the wisdom of God concerning an issue that someone is dealing with that you would have no way of knowing how it would turn out for them if God hadn't shown it to you. And he wants you to operate in this right now. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I thank you. I thank you for your word, your spirit, your power. I thank you, Lord, that you are doing something great in us. And we thank you, Father, that you are our God. And you, Holy Spirit, want to move in all of our lives, not just one or two. So, Holy Spirit, increase our ability to hear you. Let our hearts be open. Let our minds be alert and aware. Let our spirits be an antenna that reaches straight into heaven and touches earth. And we change the surroundings around us because we are your kids operating as your children in your DNA. Because we are a supernatural people who serve a supernatural God in Jesus' name. Go change the world because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Amen.